0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, Y'all, 7 Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Zach Wilson was drafted ahead of Justin Fields. Don't trust NFL team QB evals. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the Galloping Gobbler. And with me, as always, is AJ... Thanksgiving belongs to John Madden forever, Marquesi. I was
1: getting uh, a little misty-eyed when they're talking about Madden on the broadcast on the weekend too and uh, I think I'm just going to cry all day tomorrow. I feel like they they haven't done enough for Madden
0: since he retired and so I'm, uh, I, obviously it it sucked the way till after man. he passed to do this, but I'm so glad they're doing something like this Thanksgiving belongs to John Madden. Amen. man. Today, we're talking all the best and worst NFL rookies from week 11 of the NFL season. That's it. Seven.
1: Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a
0: Bryce Young.
1: Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's
0: going to put ketchup on a stick?
1: Who's Who's going to find a steal in the fifth, the The home team? team. Let's go seven Seven rounds. rounds. Let's go go seven rounds rounds together. Let's go go seven rounds rounds forever. forever. And And that's that's a song.
0: Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports, and not sports. They're here to help us grow, and to hate your favorite team. Rising Tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Funk got out of the East West Shrine Bowl and headed straight straight to Mobile. Ooh. Ooh. how's that?
1: Does that one hurt, Rob?
0: That hurts a lot. Uh, as we as we go through our senior bowl acceptances rundown, you'll uh, you'll hear a name. It'll cut you deeply. You'll hear a name that you heard when we ran through the East West Shrine Game acceptances, not two weeks ago. How things change. The Galco Naggy War continues. A hundred year. No one's a winner. No. All right, senior bowl acceptances. Uh, I'll run them all because there's not that many. Houston quarterback Clayton Toon, Illinois running back Chase Brown, Utah tight end Dalton Kincaid, BYU tackle Blake Freeland, Oregon center Alex Forsyth, Washington State linebacker Diane Henley, Cal safety Daniel Scott, and Rutgers kicker Adam Corsak. I love how all the special teams players are from the Big Ten. Nagy you know, didn't want to waste resources, so you just send, send one guy to watch special teams in one conference. And then, like,
1: <laughs> all the best punters are there. So that's so true. Um, which one's got you the most excited? I, I think I think I'm leading Dalton Kincaid. I think uh, of of that group, Dalton Kincaid's going
0: to get drafted the highest. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about Chase Brown's brother yesterday, Sydney. So that's a that's a great Canadian. guy. we called that um, shot. We said Chase was going to get there. Oh yeah. Um, Henley's one of the more interesting guys mm-hmm. Daniel Scott's a guy I liked a lot of the summer uh, Blake Freeland's a guy who has all the athletic tools to be a big riser yeah. in Mobile um, but I, I think you're right Dalton Kincaid's the the gem of this group a potential top 50 pick um, his re- once Brent Keith he went out for Utah he has really stepped up and pretty much shown he is one of the most dynamic pass catchers regardless of position in the country we didn't really talk about him yesterday but in that Oregon game he was all the Utes really had he had 11 catches in that game I mean you go back to the the win over USC at 234 yards um he's a kind of uh the the new wave tight end who you can flex and move around he's also an underrated blocker
1: yeah he is um
0: and I think he's going to test really well. So I, I in a deep tight end class, I think he's h- him and Tucker Craft both being there. I, I'm assuming Craft's going to be there. I think is going to be really fun.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think any uh, draft eligible tight end has been better than him, like college football wise this year.
0: I, I think I agree. Just because, as much as Notre Dame's leaned on Michael Meyer, mm. um, Notre Dame was kind of. St- Irrelevant for such a stretch of time.
1: Yeah, no. So uh, Kincaid's been great. Uh, again, Nagy's wiping the floor. Great get. Great, great haul right there.
0: Uh, speaking of Utes, we only have one East-West Shrine acceptance, and it's running back TV on Thomas,
1: who we talked about yesterday. Um, so that's fun. Um, that's that's a good get. That's a good get for Gal. I'll, I'll give some respect there, but um, I don't know. You you kind of uh, said he wasn't wasn't too hot on the weekend. Um, but, you know, bigger back. See what he can do in the in no, All Star game. It's okay.
0: Yeah, good, good opportunity to kind of show he can catch football. Hasn't yeah. had that chance a ton at Utah, but um, kind of almost built like an H back. So interesting player for sure. Definitely. All right, let's get into our NFL Rookie Week 11 Spurlatives, and, and we'll start with the Rookie QB Rundown, where uh, just Kenny Pickett touched the field this week in a 37-30 loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, the numbers aren't terrible. Uh, Pickett went 25-42, 265 yards and a touchdown, two scrambles, 14 yards. Um, I think is this was his best, is probably his best game. Yeah. It, it was still not a great game. Like they, I think they had 13 total yards in the third <laughs> quarter. Um, but there was, there was some good, uh, a lot of the good came when throwing to George Pickens, um, early on in the game. He, he had that big, uh, like 20 yard throw to Pickens on the crosser where the pass was coming down on him. He took a big shot, but he, he stayed strong and completed it. Um, the touchdown pass came to Pickens. It was like it was a third and nine. Pickens ran a, a switch release into a corner and, and was wide open, but he still made the right decision, got the ball there. Um He had a couple of nice throws over the middle of Pat Fryermuth too, a couple before the 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 first half ended to set up a field goal. He also had in, uh two more big throws to Pickens. One came down the sideline and, and Pickens made a tremendous grab, but it was really good ball placement throw like outside the hashes right on the sideline and then at the end of the game he had that other one to Pickens which Pickens dropped where he kind of placed it perfectly over um over Bates and it would have been six and it was dropped that sucked he kind of still bounced back he made a big throw to Pat Fryermuth for 30 yards on that drive to set up a late touchdown like the, there was a couple big throws in there for sure for sure but and, and if you cut those up and you you watch them, you're like, okay, this this is great, this is very positive. But a lot of the negatives were still the same. Like staring to almost every throw, it felt like even the big completions to Pickens. That's just like his first read. And he stares everything down. Yeah. And that that came to bite him a little bit on, uh, on big third downs, and he missed one one that really stuck out to me. It wouldn't have counted because there was still. An offensive holding call. George Pickens ran in in and up, and was wide open by fifteen yards. And Kenny Pickett just—he should have placed it inside, hit Pickens and Strider, even like under threw it. Like and Pickens yeah. would have just stopped it. Like, but he threw it so f- he overthrew it and to the outside. It was just like a terrible, terrible ball placement. And and that one really stuck up to, out, out to me. Um, there was a couple throws where he'd be a hair late. And and the DB could make a play on it. Basically, uh, like the the play calling is still not great. It's so much gun. There's not enough play action. They're rarely under center. Almost exclusively in eleven personnel. Like it's it's such an uncreative kind of offense. Just filled with jet sweeps every once in a while because McAdams is obsessed with them. Um. And I guess my my my, my take is. He's not working off his first read. If a guy's open, he'll hit him. He doesn't really throw guys open, though. He kind of fades from clean pockets at times. He doesn't always keep his eyes downfield on the move, and that's kind of something that really stuck out to me is when things break down, he doesn't do a great job at a structure. He had a, a couple more in this game, but a lot of the time, it's things break down. He'll move around in the pocket. He'll either take a sack, throw it out of bounds, or try to run. And it's not like... I I mean, on the other side, you have Joe Burrow, who's one of the best in the league out of structure, and it's just like, he can't do that. He doesn't seem to have that innate ability. Um, And he also kind of plays like his arm's bigger than it is. Yeah,
1: we've talked about that. I I feel like what what he did out of structure last year at Pitt is what kind of helped his stock rise so much, though, you know? So it's kind of surprising that, like, he's not doing it in Pittsburgh. (laughs) I mean, it... Doesn't
0: help that it's a bad offensive line. There's bad play calling. The running game, although it's been better the last two weeks, is really struggled throughout the year. Yeah. He doesn't seem to have great chemistry with Deontay Johnson. But he does with Pickens and Ferrar Muth, which is great. Um still kind of my main takeaway is he looks like a really competent backup quarterback, but he still isn't making kind of a, enough throws a game that make as a Steelers fan, that makes me feel confident that this is the guy, you know, like he's a, he's, we talked about it last week. He's kind of, if everything clicks, I think he can be Andy Dalton in Cincinnati and you see flashes of that when everything else around him clicks. But at the same time, like the, the floor seems low.
1: Yeah. it's the ceiling's low too. Yeah. Like I
0: don't know.
1: I don't think anyone even like Pickett stands tried to sell us a high ceiling with Pickett, right? Like, or like, um, he's like, I, I,
0: you know what? He's he's either going to be kind of what Colt McCoy is right now, <laughs> no. or what Andy Dalton was in Cincinnati. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's not inspiring. I almost feel like the rest of the league tricked Pittsburgh into thinking he was a first round pick. Oh, come on! Don't say that. Hey, that was such a.
0: I don't know. I I don't know. I I I think I'm also, two two things. I'm also blinded by one. I didn't as a Steelers fan, who wasn't high on Kenny Pickett. I didn't want this, and, and, and two, I just want to be good because I'm Steelers fan. Like it's, I don't know. I'm 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 not an unbiased eye watching this. But but isn't just, it t-
1: time like this that you were also <laughs> a a Pit fan. I wish so bad I was a pit fan. I, I, regardless of this, I wish that every day. <laughs> yeah. Pull eligible, think, baby. Do you think they'll be uh, quarterback hunting, uh, not no. actually, but the year after?
0: No. Like, no. I think, given the way Pittsburgh operates... He'll get his whole rookie contract. Like, he's going to have a long leash, especially as they work to build everything up around him. I think yeah. you check the box for the playmakers, but they got to build that offensive line. They're they're going to give him that long rope until everything else is great and he's still not. And if everything else is great, I think he becomes Andy Dalton, which, hey, Andy Dalton, as I transition here, unless you have more to talk about with Ken. No, I don't. Andy Dalton helped my guy, Chris Olave, earn my Offense Rookie of the Week this week. Beautiful. Great transition, Rob. Th- thank you. Um... Yeah, I give it to Alave. Six targets, five catches, 102 yards, touchdown. His other four catches that didn't go for touchdowns, all in for first downs against the Rams. The Rams had no answers for him. Uh, obviously, the, the the big highlight was taking the top off uh, the Rams' defense for the huge touchdown against Jalen Ramsey, where he just flat out ran him. Um, prior to that, he just kept moving the chains for them. He's so efficient. He is so... Uh, he's so smooth in and out of his breaks. And it just allows him to kind of always be
1: open. He just feels like he's always open. Yeah, he definitely does. I feel like Olave's been better than even, like, the biggest Olave fans expect. Like, like immediately. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, he's always open. And he's just such a good feel. And he feels... I've said this from, like, from week two, week three. Like, he just feels so complete.
0: He leads all rookies in catches, yards, first-down catches, Catches of fifteen plus yards, and has the most yards on throws over twenty yards. That's pretty complete. Um, he, he's just like, I th- I think the underrated part of it too is he's doing this where, the quarterback plays not overly consistent. Like Andy Dalton's been up and down. They started out the season with Jameis Winston. He had that one game where he should have had so many yeah. more yards, but Jameis kept overthrowing him. Um, and Michael Thomas has been hurt. Like he's been had to be the guy and he looks like that tenure vet immediately. Um and I don't know, just watching him torch Jalen Ramsey on the vertical route. Just ran straight by him for like fifty yard touchdown. Ridiculous. You, you gotta
1: love that. That's that's yeah. But like I think like to the point of, you know Thomas has been out, Landry's been out the majority of the year. It's been him and a cast of not good receivers. He's been a true wide receiver one the entire season. That's, that's has, so impressive. Yeah. That's so impressive. Um, my Officer Rookie of the Week hasn't been a true wide receiver one the the, the most of the season. But um, he was starting to show it. And I think I'm a little biased because this was his last chance at, unfortunately, tearing his ACL. And that's Wondell Robinson, who was in the midst of his breakout game for the Giants on, on Sunday against the Lions. Nine catches, hundred yards receiving, um, and a carry for four yards, a little, a little jet sweep, um, but, but I thought he was like, you know, th- that at the start there was like a couple stuff designed for him, like you know, some bootleg, you know, coming out of the backfield, like, sort of coming across the formation and stuff, um, but other after that it wasn't like like gadgety stuff at all. It was just straight up like you know, beating his man, like a variety of different routes coming off of it, um, and like. It really felt that he was becoming that reliable option for Daniel Jones. Um, just looked really good, like finding a soft spot in zone, uh, really effective on crossers. Had a few grabs where he's coming back, like working back to, to Daniel Jones on scrambles and stuff. Like I really felt the connection was building, and then he, the injury comes on a nice catch and run. And the, the yak game looked really good too, just as you'd expect from Mondo Robinson. And the timing of this sucks so much because he looked legit. He looked legit, and he's he's had his glimpses as a rookie. And I mean, I think like just even seeing this game, and I know going down, but like that's got to be really promising for the Giants going forward. It 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 feels I, I feel
0: um, when the pick happened. Yep. Yeah. Although even the people who were the highest on Wando Robinson, I, I like to think I was one of them. I was not forty third overall high. Agreed. Yeah. Right. And, and, and when the giants took him it, it felt repetitive to what Kadarius Tony brings to the table yeah. obviously regardless of what Tony does at the chiefs that did, it didn't work out there um but in retrospect like Brian Dable and Joe Joshion obviously saw something that Wondell can bring to the table yeah. for this offense and we've seen it click two two games now he had two pretty big games the, the jaguars game was a a, a, a nice one too and obviously he's been banged up but like it's just I think so exciting that they've got this tool for maybe it's for Daniel Jones maybe for a different quarterback a tool in the toolbox to use for this offense he's still just 21 too; he's a very young football player um i i don't know i i i'm so excited for it sucks so much he tears his a c l in the kind of the breakout game mm-hmm. but I am so excited for what he could bring to the table in the future for Brian to be able to run
1: offense me too and yeah i I really agree with everything you said like i I was probably a little lower on you on him than you were, and I thought that was kind of crazy and felt so redundant at the time but uh he was carving out the role and like i said it felt like he was starting to become like just a you know like not not just a role player not not at all like just becoming a true go-to guy and yeah sucks like i i think a lot of us thought
0: oh like he can be the isaiah mckenzie exactly but like it's that he's already better steroids. than Isaiah mckenzie yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs>
1: yeah
0: um gosh I, I hope he he can return to what we saw yeah big time um going to defensive rookie of the week aj i just went back to the well love the well it's great sauce gardener never lets me down. ah saucy uh in a horrific but kind of fun <laughs> game between the jets and patriots where it was zach wilson earning himself the bench by just missing absolutely every throw and or just not making the throw any throws uh and, and mac jones just re- repeatedly checking down no matter what um which hey that game plan worked better i guess um the defenses were just balling out. It's two of the best defensive minds at head coach in the NFL. And it was a whole heap of fun. And and though Sauce Gardner didn't get tested much, four targets, gave up two catches, 19 yards. Uh, he had a PBU where he just... Uh, the Taekwon Thornton was running a drag on a third and one. And Sauce did a great job get, working around the pick and just blowing up Thornton to cause the drop. They reviewed it they thought it was a fumble at first um but like i don't know i i didn't have like a blatant dominant performance and sauce was just so good as he always is uh can kind of move around cover different types of receivers Devonte parker's like a power forward taekwon thornton's got rare deep speed um kendrick born's a a long wing player like it, it was fun to watch sauce on this defense he's the big personality that kind of leads the way for a defense that, that dominates uh, in the front seven.
1: I know, like, one player can only take you so far, but if if Sauce Gardner wasn't a Jet, like, I don't think their record would be what it is. <clears throat> I, I just feel like it. he means so much more <laughs> than, than just, you know, a plain I, old I, shutdown corner. <laughs> like you know, just I think that
0: I, if you're going to put, like, the Jets'
1: MVPs this year, I think it's Quinn Williams, and then it's him. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's saying something. I'm um, sticking with another top pick, but I'm, I'm mixing him in with his teammate, who was on the opposite side of the field of Wandale Robinson. I, I gave it to a split showing of Aiden Hutchinson and Kirby Joseph leading the uh, upset for the Lions this week. Um, look, is starting with Hutchinson. His pass rush still needs to make a big jump. That's for sure. It's not really common, You know, it's still just the hustle plays and and the motor, but um, he's affecting the game in other ways. He, he got another INT, um, just another, like, really, like, the first one you know, against Rodgers and the end, so it was a great play. This one, another really just high, high IQ play, dropped into coverage, read Daniel Jones, got into the passing lane, and then made a really great leaping interception to, to finish, too. Really good hands play. Um, in the run, I thought it's, like, it's been a little up and down at times, but he's kind of stacking good run performances uh, back-to-back now. Um, solid, like nothing amazing, but a few good run stops, and then he added um, like a really, really good hustle play to recover a fumble, just like just like beating his breaking his ass to get to uh, to the to the loose ball, and then and then behind him Kirby Joseph, not like a you know a shining performance. I was kind of like you, I didn't have like a clear cut dude. Um, had another interception though, right place, right time. INT. Daniel Jones just kind of overthrew his guy, um, and Kirby was there and finished. Had a good return. Um, but he's just been so solid. Like I, I, he didn't give up anything in coverage, outside of the interception. It wasn't like a flashy performance, but man, since he's come in and, and playing every down for the Lions, he's been so so good. And this Lion team is is it's a Dan Campbell Dan Campbell team. They can win any week. They could they could get blown out any week. They could you know give up a thousand points or they can get a shout-out. It's great. It's so much fun. And I I really enjoy like how much. Like, Rodriguez is a solid, solid game, but nothing special. But like just how much these, these rookies have been contributing on defense in, like, in big spots. And feels like every time they get a win, it's it's a couple of them combining for, like, a couple turnovers, you know?
0: Yeah, the, the young Lions are fun to watch, AJ. They are. They are. And I'm excited to see, uh, as we record Wednesday night, I'm excited to see what they bring to the table against the Bills. Like, normally the Lions game on Thanksgiving Yeah. It's just kind of like uh, it's something you have to watch before you get to the Cowboys game because that NFC 16, East is king. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I think tomorrow is one of the best Thanksgiving slates we've had, even though the Bills, I think, are nine and a half point favorites. I kinda, the Lions I are like the
1: so Lions much. Points. I know. The
0: Lions are so much more watchable this year because of this young talent. And seeing on offense Amon Ross St. Brown, and, hey, we could see Jameson Williams sometime soon. Mm mm-hmm. um, and then de- defensively, guys like Aiden Hutchinson, Kirby Joseph, Aleem McNeil. Yeah, he had a really good game. Um, there's a lot of first, second, and third-year players on this defense yeah. who we've spent time in the past talking yeah. to. And it's, it's nice to see them all kind of bringing it together. Jeff Okuda's kind of
1: coming together. Yeah, he, like,
0: he's, yeah he's been good. Yeah, I know he got concussions, so he might not play tomorrow, yeah. but um, um, all former Buckeyes are good, so. <laughs> Yeah, thank you.
1: Uh, Lions win tomorrow. I'm calling it straight up. Yeah? Yeah, they're going to be feasting. Um, Get them a fun quarterback in this team. This team is, like, shooting to, like, most fun team in the league with the right quarterback. No no knocking Jared Goff. He's just not that fun. Like... Per, like I mean just
0: think about Bryce Young in this offense with Jamison Williams Amon uh, Ross St. Brown. Too many dogs. That's too many dogs, I think. Oh, is it too many? Okay. Yeah. Will Levis. There you go. go. Now Will we're Levis. Dog.
1: And a goofy, a goofy quarterback. That's fun. Tanner McKee. No. Uh, that's uh, just Jerry Goff. Sp- speaking of bad football players. Uh worst rookie this week. I, I had a tie. Love a tie. I want I would love to know the scoring system, but I, Let's just talk about these guys. Yeah. I had a lot of bad corner and line play this mm. week.
0: I give it to two corners who both got just picked on. Um, Vikings corner Andrew Booth. Yeah. Who on nine targets gave up eight catches for 91 yards against the Cowboys. Yeah. CD Lamb was working them. It felt like every big moment Andrew Booth was allowing the catch. Yeah. And then for the Bengals, Cam Taylor Britt, Aww. who that's who Pickens did a lot of his, his work against. Uh <laughs> Britt gave up seven catches for ninety-four yards on eight targets. The one target that he didn't allow a completion on was the one in which George Pickens dropped the fifty yard touchdown.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, Andrew Booth is rough. This is rough. Um
0: In and, and it's it's worrisome for both these teams, but uh like the Vikings after that huge Bills game, to fall flat like that. Yeah. And and I think Booth and another rookie, who I'll mention a bit later, um, it, it highlighted, like, the holes on this Vikings roster. The Vikings aren't overly deep, and the holes are where you attack, and this is kind of what can happen. Yeah. And, and Booth just looked so – like, he didn't look like he – he had the athleticism to hang with yeah, with the NFL receivers. Not a good
1: look. Um, <coughs> yeah, I think the Vikings are probably one of the worst 8-1 teams of all time, if not the worst, and potentially the luckiest. Um but that just sucks in the fall flat. Again, we get another, another Turkey Day matchup against the Patriots, which I think I think Minnesota wins, but... It's a fun game. It's a fun game. Yeah, it's a good game. Um, uh, wait And, and with Cam Taylor Britt, no, it just...
0: Him and a guy we like, he just, like, I, I feel like... It just doesn't have the technique to be playing as much as he is right now on the outside. Yeah. Like, and it's it's kind of surprising how little Dax Hill plays and how much Cam Taylor Britt uh, is playing. It's the Bengals and the the Bengals secondary is not very uh, good. Like Jesse Bates isn't having the best year either. Um, by the way, Dax Hill played didn't play this week, but has played like no more than. Six snaps in any game except for one this year.
1: I, I don't get it. I, I find that odd. Um, My worst rookie is a first-round pick who has played a lot but had a rough game against the uh, Washington Commanders. That's uh, Kenyon Green, who was was pretty bad. was giving up multiple pressures in the run. Um, Did uh, he have to deal with John Allen? Yes, he had to deal with John Allen. God, uh,
0: John Allen will
1: get you. Yeah, it was... Oh, man, he... It's one of the worst reps I've seen. Just like walked back, and sorry, not even walked back. Just sprinted back into Mills uh, on one rep. Like his hands were just like outside. Like like <laughs> he got stunned. No anchor to speak of. Allen just ran him. Like I've never seen a uh, like I've never seen a guy get pushed into a pocket so fast. Uh, it was brutal. Uh, and then Jerome Payne got him on one, just like instant toast. Like like Green just kind of lunged. Uh, just just Payne too quick. Got him. Got to got to. Um, Got to Mills, got a sack. Um, got got like a holding call that he probably saved his ass against a third sack too. Um, and then, and I thought he didn't look very good in the run either. He was kind of getting you know like, yeah, That's a like, that's a tough it's a tough tough matchup against this commander's front. Uh, but yeah, it didn't look good. I thought like when they moved him around on, the, on pulling a little bit, he didn't look bad. Um, but no, rough rough game for a You're probably the worst of his career so far.
0: Yeah, a, a rookie who's played well, yes, but. Uh, I mean, Sounds like his welcome-to-the-NFL-rook moment with uh, guys yeah, yeah, yeah. like Payne and John Allen, yeah. grown-ass men.
1: Maybe, I'll, maybe I should go back and tweet that one out and show you. <laughs> it, was like, it was a good one.
0: Um, going to primetime star, I'm I'm thinking you'll probably... There's a lot of options. I I think it, it's got to be a combo of the Thursday night that's, rookie receivers. It's 100%. I totally agree. That's why I did. Traylon Burks went for seven grabs, 111 yards against the Packers. On the other side, Christian Watson had... Just forty eight yards on four catches, but of those four catches, two were touchdowns, the other two were first downs. Plus he had that uh, three yard jet sweep.
1: Sick. The jet sweep is what we are really mm-hmm. talking about here.
0: Yeah. Um. Burks <laughs> made that play at the beginning of the game where it's like ooh deep, Finally, and then yeah. he, he 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 put the game to bed too, winning
1: vertically again. Drag Dreyer, tournament. Alexander like ten yards, uh, going for like fifty. Yeah, that was great. Like most of his yards came on those two plays. Also, I, he had a pop pass from Derrick Henry, which is cool. Uh, but, no, this was such an encouraging game from Traylon Burks, uh, especially like that they're trusting him to get vertical, you know, and, and he was winning vertical, which we saw him do so many times in college. Um, I love that. I love that. coming, You know, he, 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 slow comeback from injury in the last week, and then, then this week it was awesome. I just want to see him keep building on it. Keep building on it. We talked about how important it could be for the tight ends going into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, this was um – the, this was I I just gotta imagine Ryan Tannehill has so much more confidence yeah. in him all of a sudden now. Yeah, it's similar to the Watson's three touchdown game. Yeah, now Aaron Rodgers seems to trust him, and, and you're getting way more of that. And uh, that obviously paid off. We we saw it on the first the first touchdown was the um, kind of sc- Rodgers hurrying them mm-hmm. up, yeah, kind of scrambling around and just tossing one up deep to Christian Watson in the back of the end zone, and he got a moss to that dude.
1: Yeah, that's when you know Rogers is building the trust. When he's going to you on the free play, that's the perfect sign.
0: Yes, um, and it, it was really fun to see him. Just I don't know. It's been so fun to to see that that speed and size create mismatch for the Packers because
1: it it, it was getting a little bit sad. It was getting a little bit sad. I, I, I remember in our post draft talk, I I think we said that like. Christian Watson might be the most low-key, like, not too low-key, but, like, fun fit that, like, he could end up being, like, maybe one of the most fun rookies to watch, and he's, he might be right now, and then, yeah, that, you know, that next play was the touchdown, like, they did the end-around fake, and, like, Watson just crossed the whole field, and he was wide open, um, did that, like, it did have that one moment where he had, like, he, he had that weird, like, slipping drop just on, like, a quick hitter, and, like, it seems like maybe, like, he just didn't run the little, just a little bubble, well enough and Rodgers was blaming it kind of whatever fucking Rodgers shocked now he's blaming a, a broken thumb boohoo anyways <laughs> yeah but just Watson's stretch has been uh, awesome and I, I mean last week I asked if it's going to continue and then he comes out and scores two touchdowns so I, it's hard to doubt it now I, I think it these two
0: and Wanda Robinson all, all three of them having huge games uh, over the last two weeks really reinforces the hit rate of receivers in recent classes yeah. like Obviously, Chris olave has been great. Garrett Wilson, George Pickens, they've been great. The quarterback play hasn't helped them a ton. Alec Pierce has had his moments. Drake London's had his moments. Um, even Romeo Dubs earlier in the year. Yeah. But now you're seeing Tr- Traylon Burks, who was kind of the one first-round guy out of JMO who hadn't had that game. Now he's had it. Christian Watson, top 50 pick. Wanda Robinson, top 50 pick. They've both had huge games now. Um I, I, I hope we can see Jahan Dotson rebound a little bit.
1: Yeah, it was quiet. I'm not, I don't have him anywhere, but really quiet game from him.
0: And I'll, I'll mention him more in depth later. But like Sky Moore had a good, great yeah. game on uh, Sunday Night Football, and um, it's just nice to see all these receivers kind of hitting their stride as we we get the the NFL season truly starts after those games. Oh, last
1: game. amen, amen.
0: Um. On a negative note, a couple of underwhelming performances. I'm going back to the cornerback well, where Kyler Gordon really struggled against the Falcons. He's been he he has been interesting because I feel like he has these lapses, mm. but he'll have these flashes as well. Yeah. This was more of a lapsey game. Uh four targets, four catches, twenty-five yards, a touchdown, two penalties, uh roughing the passer and a holding. Falcons' offense, passing offense, is stagnant. Um, to 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 put it kindly, to say the least. And um, yes. and Gordon still struggled. Um, so I don't like the Drake London touchdown came against him, and just he, he feels like he's out a position a lot. Like he has the the athleticism, the size, everything you can want in a corner, mm-hmm. but the the it's coming along slowly technically.
1: Yeah, I agree. and I feel like that, you know, as a result of that, is he's probably been the most up and down, like in terms of the peaks and and the lows, you know, in, in, of all of Yeah, the he's playing corners. a ton. He has playing a ton since week one. Like it's just he, definitely he's he's only been under a hundred
0: snaps four times this season. Wow, well, or a hundred percent? Yeah, yeah. Percent. I know, I know you meant. I knew what you meant. Right.
1: Okay. <laughs> the Bears defense hasn't left the field.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they really haven't. No. Um, I also threw down uh, the combo of Joshua Williams and Jalen Watson for the Chiefs on uh, Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. They combined to give up six catches for 94 yards. Um, that, similar to the Vikings, obviously the Chiefs are much better than the Vikings, but similar to the the Vikings, like there is a hole in the secondary with young day three rookie corners playing, and you can attack it, and Justin Herbert and Joshua Palmer did just that.
1: Yeah. It's... Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, it feels like it's going to come back to get him eventually. At the rate, you know, it's really hard to win a Super Bowl when you got multiple young, uh, you know, late corners playing a lot. (laughs) Um, I'm going to give you two Texans first and then uh, just a low-key one. Well, not too low-key, but... um, (laughs) Originally, I had all three Texans for underwhelming performance, but the game just kept getting worse for Kenyon Green. Uh, But Damian Pierce didn't have much going at all. Ten carries for eight yards two-catch for nine yards, and then, like, a little bit of a drop was kind of just out of his reach. Um, They played a terrible uh, game, and like I said, Kenyon Green was bad. The whole front was bad. Um, So it's hard to get rushing production when you're that bad, but just didn't have it. wasn't making guys miss like he usually does, and when he's had such a great season, getting, you know, negative yards per carry is not a good showing. And on the backside, I thought Jalen Petrie, it was just underwhelming in the the sense that, like, the second play of the game, he had an easy, easy, easy interception deep down the field uh, that he dropped dropped, and um, then, like, since that, like, I thought he was kind of, like, I felt a hair late at times, a step and a half late, maybe, Um, and then I had another interception that was really tough, but, like, was diving, it was kind of off a deflection, Uh, also didn't bring it in, so I just, like, he he didn't have a great game, Um, and the Texans didn't overall, and now it's uh, Kyle Allen time, unfortunately, (laughs) Um, and lastly, for a guy that, like, it's not like he needs to be huge with Mark Andrews back, but, like, Isaiah Likely... Is either like Ben looking like he's like, holy shit? What a, what a stud, or a game like this where he had one catch for one yard and had a really really bad drop and was kind of just invisible, and the Ravens' offense is pretty, it's sputtering right now. It's it's sputtering and they struggle with the Panthers for most of the game. Uh, it, it was it I think it was zero zero going to the fourth or or late in the game at least? Um, that was yeah. So uh, like when they need. You know they don't have a lot of weapons. Maybe he more of a needs to step it up, but um, he needs to step it up. That feels like they need him. Going to looks like a hit.
0: I think this is my favorite one of the season, AJ. Oh, okay, let's hear it. Patriots corner, but really yeah. drafting to re- to return kicks and punts. Marcus Jones, who. I had 68th on my board, I think. Love it. And and the, the, the <laughs> Pats took him 85th, and I was too high on Marcus Jones. But that's because I knew what he could do as a return man. We knew he was going to be the best return man in this draft class, and he found instant success. He's one of the best returners in college football history between his time at Houston and Troy. And he's been great yep. punt and kick return-wise all season for them prior to this game he was the all rookie return man no doubt and then in the waning seconds of this horrific jets patriots 3-3 battle slog he takes a pump back 84 yards to win the game
1: i feel like he is forever a good draft pick because he had a walk off punt return touchdown
0: you know that bill belichick loves him more than like any like oh, his yeah. favorite players It's probably, if you ask Bill Belichick, who his favorite players in his tenure with the Patriots are, like Matthew Slater is probably number one. He's up there, absolutely. (laughs) And and, and Marcus Jones is now working his way into that top five. Uh, This is the most Bill Belichick game ever. And it was just a a defensive slugfest. No one could score any points, and you win on a special teams play. And (laughs) Marcus Jones did did exactly what the bats drafted him to do wow. They changed the game as a return man and he's been doing it all year he's averaging 16.6 per punt return 24.3 per kick return like he's he should make the pro bowl as a return yeah. man as a rookie
1: I, that that's that that his pro bowl moment rob i think it's got to be
0: this is a guy who had six kick return touchdowns and three punt return touchdowns in in four years uh, between troy and houston this guy is the perfect Patriot. I'm so I'm so glad he's there. And it, it makes the fact that they drafted potentially just a guy to return kicks and punts uh <laughs> in the third round look better because they got my guy Jack Jones yeah, in the fourth yeah, round. It and, does. and he's playing that JC Jackson role.
1: Hey, hey, Marcus Jones has had his moments in coverage. He's had his moments. The,
0: they they haven't really played him. They, no. The the thing is they don't need to. No like they Jonathan don't. Jones, Jack like their their, their secondary playing well, so they they haven't needed to, but he um what would uh Against the Browns, like, week week six
1: against the Browns. He, he played, like, a decent amount of snaps and looked pretty good. Yeah, he did. On defense. Um, I got two. Looks like a hit, and I'm comboing them because they're both dogs, and I don't just mean they got the dog in them. I mean, they're coming from Georgia. Um, on offense, I thought Quay Walker, who's been on a heater, had another just – you're he, showing up. He's showing up big time. 12 tackles. Uh, got in on a sack. Yeah. I got half a sack there. Uh, was in on a huge TFL fourth and one uh, after that 10 minute, 10 minute drive for the tenants that, that ended in nothing that he kind of, you know, helped eliminate just like flying around the ball. Um, looked looked great. Looks great. Um, and then had a huge special teams hit too. And I was like, oh yeah, I got to This this is, this is the time to mention him. Um, no, terrific, terrific ball game on the flip side. James Cook had the best game of his career, like, by far, uh, for the Bills. Only 11 carries, but that turned into 86 yards. Lots of chunk runs. Uh, I think his long was, like, 30-some-odd. So not, like, huge – like, you know, not, it wasn't just on one huge run. He was just, like, ripping off chunks. Uh, I think his, his plus three yards over expected was the best in the league this week, um, which is which is a hell of a feat there. And, like, like the Bills kind of put this game away, but like it felt like he, he helped them big time, and – that's nice to see. I mean, I don't. I'm not sh- totally sure why they traded for Naeem Hines. He's looking good as a return man, coincidentally. But James He's Cook, James Cook is emerging, and like Singletary's kind of got his shit together a little bit more. And no, I, I think that was a great game from him, and promising down the stretch. I, I think we're seeing more rookies who had slower starts, who
0: had hype, uh, yeah. kind of start to figure it out because it just takes time to adjust to the NFL game. And Definitely. I think that's what we saw with, with Trillon Burks this week and, and James Cook. And I'm I'm excited to see what they do with him. Um, going forward, as they they make the playoff push, uh, yeah. because I, I wonder what he'll do against the Lions tomorrow. I wonder if we'll continue to see his role kind of be more, at, at least play more. Like he not still not playing a ton.
1: He no, played sixteen snaps. That's it. Yeah, he got eleven carries in those. Um, like I feel like it was just that one game where we saw him really getting like used out wide too a few times. I think I think that's going to come back in the playoffs. You know, they're going to have a package in there, like in, against the right team at the right time. Um, yeah, there's more to come from James Cook this season, that's for sure. Going in it looks like a miss. This is,
0: uh... This, this one might seem a little absurd at first, but, but... But as the month of November, Maction comes to an end. I just want to say, I'm a fraud for not being high on Samuel Womack.
1: <laughs> He's been so good.
0: The 49ers yeah. corner, fifth round pick out of Toledo, a Maction man. Um... Although he wasn't playing with the first-team defense against the Cardinals on Monday Night Football, he came in late as the 49ers were embarrassing Arizona. Mm-hmm. He had the near pick and then a couple plays later, pick in the end zone. Um, He allowed a 25.8 QB rating on five targets. He had the, the big down punt early yeah. on the one, another down punt later. He had the big run stop. I don't know. Samuel Womack just seems like one of those the 49ers just yeah. rotate random corners in and they're good. Like <laughs> Yeah,
1: he's he's joining the club. Definitely. And and he's he's up next. Yeah, definitely. He was really good. I put him for flashed. Um He's fun. Yeah, he is fun. I also fun, also embarrassing that we 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 let a big ten running back get over in, under our nose. And Isaiah Pacheco, man, like like this whole time I'm watching Sunday football, I'm like, how were we not in on Isaiah Pacheco? Like like, like, I don't know, like, uh, 15 carries, 170 yards. Clyde is now on the uh, IR. He owns the backfield. And he already had the job in, in the bank, man. He runs so violently. He's like a cannonball. He has so much fun to watch play. And he's turned into a really good back. Um, I, I say James Cook had plus 3 yards overexpected, the best in the league this week. Pacheco was number 2 with plus 2.4 yards overexpected. Um, they're fantastic, both of them. But, like, Pacheco, man, I don't, how were we not in on Pacheco? I, I, that's that's a great shame for me in, in this podcast. To miss on a, a big-time running back and, and a player for the action. That hurts. That hurts. Why do we even do this? I don't know. What? That's why I've been in on Mo Ibrahim from the start, and I won't miss. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pacheco's
0: last two games against the Jags and the Chargers, he's combined for 31 carries for 189 yards. Yeah, minutes. it's been damn good. Um, you know who wasn't damn good on Sunday who Rob I got three guards who need to step (laughs) it up all three play for teams that are fighting for playoff spots I like that let's start with Ed Ingram got housed against the Cowboys Mm. he looked like the weakest link up front that's a good offensive line but the thing about offensive lines is you have four great offensive linemen, but defense will take advantage of that that fifth guy. And that's what happened to Ed Ingram. He just, he looked so sloppy in pass protection. He's looked good as a run blocker this year, but he has really struggled in pass, bro.
1: Once um, once saw went out, it was like feast in time for the boys. Yeah.
0: Um, The Bengals, Cordell Volson, he started the year getting beat up by Cam Hayward. And I thought maybe he, he'd been playing a lot better the last couple of weeks. I thought maybe he won't get beat up this time. I was wrong. <laughs> Cordell Volson got shoved around by Cam Hayward. Uh, it would happen to the best of us. But, yeah, he was just getting walked. And uh, you know who else got dog walked?
1: Who got dog walked, Rob?
0: Let's go back to that Jets-Patriots game where Cole Strange. Oh, no. Uh, he had his welcome to the rookie moment against Quentin Williams. Who doesn't? Yeah, it's, it's kind of... For Volson and Strange, it's similar to uh what you were saying with Kenyon Green. It's just sometimes you, you play an all pro type yeah. of interior defensive lineman as a rookie and you could be great. But it's gonna be a tough I, game. I uh, feel like
1: like almost like interior offensive line more than any other position, it's just like sometimes you you run into that <laughs> like that all pro like it feels the like the worst. Yeah. Like I can't even think of like like, even edge, you know, tackle, like, it's, like they're going to get exposed by, like, some, like, not-so-great guys, too, I think, like, at times as a rookie. Um, but, like, the, the interior, you can be playing so well, and it's just like, uh-oh, Aaron Donald's in town, and I'm giving up six sacks. You know Like, it's just, it's what happens. Um, Mine needs to step it up. I'm sticking to Big Ten country, because that's what I do, baby. Um, This is more, like, a, of a season thing, because this is, I think, the most catches he had on the year. Um, Browns wide receiver, David Bell. Four catches, 22 yards. Has had 21 catches for 146 yards on the year. Um, Amari Cooper's been great. A steal of the, the offseason, maybe, uh, for Cleveland. Uh, Jonathan People Jones had a great game this week, or moments, and he's been pretty solid. And David Bell's done next to nothing. Um, they need him. They need him. Um, you know, the, the, the nasty man is coming back soon. That's going to be interesting to see if, like, what their offense looks like when that happens? Hey, Jacoby Preset's playing great ball, by the way. I'm, yeah, he is. <laughs> I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even bring back the nasty man. But, um, but when you know, you got to think this office is going to look different, maybe with with him at the helm. And um, yeah, I, they need they need they need that third option to to step up. I I, I know Njoku's is right there, but but as like you know, as an outside presence, as a receiving press, uh, wide receiver presence, uh, not not been impressive this year. Going to an uh, even less impressive performance
0: from the offensive line this week. Not ready to play, I got Bernard Ryman. <laughs> you, now, he had
1: an okay game, what was it last week or the week before? The, the
0: poor guy had the deal with the Eagles and the whole Colts yeah. offensive line didn't have a great day. But uh, it's almost not fair to be a rookie having to block these, these Eagles defensive linemen because they got such a deep rotation. It's like... It's like a hockey line, right? You can just shift them in and out. And, and one place trying to to anchor down against Brandon Graham, who's just walking him back. In the next, he's got to deal with Hassan Redick's ridiculous athleticism, and he he's just like he was oversetting. And Hassan Redick would cut inside, and then he he was he's trying to get a jump on Brandon Graham, <laughs> and then he'd be too high, and he just got walked back into, into into Matt Ryan.
1: Coach Saturday will get it fixed, though. Oh, Coach Saturday's got him. He's got him. Um, not speaking of coaches, but I, am going to go with the Cardinals, a duo of Cardinals, uh, and sticking with the theme, uh, Lisette Smith. I thought was played the entire game. Uh, and I thought he looked bad. I thought, I thought he struggled. Oh my God. I thought we agreed, we wouldn't talk about that. Sorry. Sorry. Just, I, I know one of those sacks, I think, he, I don't know how many sacks he actually gave up, but one of the, the late one was just brutal. It's like, he didn't even move. That was so bad. And then on like a little bit more of a high key front. I'm putting Trey McBride here, but it's more so just not ready to perform and step up. Like, four catches, 14 yards. There's nothing out there. Just, just looked really uninspiring. I blame Colt. No, you can't Can't blame Colt. Come on now. Colt
0: runs that offense better than <laughs> Kyler. Everyone was right. <laughs> what a weird narrative. I didn't see that. What a weird football team. Is that a team. real
1: thing? Yeah. The,
0: oh, yeah. I, I feel like I, I ingest more NFL media through the week than you do. Yeah. That was a real thing.
1: Ugh, that's why I try not to ingest Appa- NFL Media through the week.
0: I, I didn't listen, but apparently like ESPN before the Monday Night Football Broadcast, like did a segment about like how, how they were like kinda talking down on Kyler and talking up on Colton. Just apparently weird vibes. Yeah, it's weird. Uh not so weird is, is a couple of best day three rookies. I put Pacheco here, you already talked mm-hmm. about him. Tyler Algier had another nice game, uh, complimenting compliment Cordell Patterson who Set the NFL record for kick, return, touchdowns. Goat. What a fun, unique player. Um, But yeah, Algier just brings such a nice physical presence with a little juice to that backfield. And and they did a good job kind of splitting those two. Um, And going back to that that Jets front seven, Michael Clemens has just been a really useful football player Mm -hmm. for them who can move around, play inside, can play out. He had a sack. It was... Super more on Zach Wilson uh, than on Trent Brown, but still got it. Um,
1: where he showed some nice power, uh, he's a good football player. Yeah, he is. He's had his moments and just you know little glimpses. Um, I put Sam Womack here. Want to give him to but I put someone else down, but then I realized he's a third round pick because he shouldn't have been. I just got the mix up, so I'm gonna put him somewhere else. But I'll bring up I'll bring up I'll bring up Damari Mathis then, who I thought uh, you know. Adams was having a huge game, but I thought Mathis wasn't giving much up, and he was like pretty physical and making plays on the ball. I had him originally for rookie flash, so I'm just gonna switch these two around. Um, yeah, I thought I thought Mathis had a pretty good game, but no, Sam Womack's my real best day three rookie.
0: Yeah, Mathis targeted 11 times, gave up
1: six for 67. That's pretty good C- considering how much uh, Adams was wrecking house. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a solid game, and he played like physical too. He- he had that one brutal game, yeah, earlier in the year with the past experiences been, and yeah, yeah. He's kind of settled down since then and he's looked good. <laughs> he's playing a lot too, and yeah, no, he has. Like, but even I think before that game, he had a he had a game where he they mixed him in a bit and he looked good. Yeah, I think I think they got something. I just I don't know how you know how he's going to be a lead or anything, but. He's a, good, he's a good football player.
0: Good football player. Uh, speaking of good football players, my best undrafted rookie goes to the undrafted king, Jack Sanborn, <laughs> who he. This guy's just always around the football. Uh, had nine tackles, recovered a fumble. Yeah, um, he looked good blitzing too. He lit Mariota up on uh, on one blitz. Uh, he just, I think he's just going to be there starting the linebacker. Love it,
1: yeah, love it forever. He, he's a monster of the midway. Absolutely. Um. My best UDFA is uh, Titans corner Trey Avery, who came in for Christian Fulton. I thought he looked really good. Um, Made a a couple of plays on the ball. Um, The only catch he allowed, I think he had like three targets. The other two were PBUs. And the only catch he allowed, he he made it for a TFL. Um, I thought it was like one of the strongest UDFA performances of the year. And it was like, you know, the, the Titans were up, but... They needed him because, you know, yeah. they're going up against Packers and Aaron Rodgers.
0: Other Rutgers. And you know what, AJ? He bangs the table twice. Our misses were a Rutgers and a Toledo alum. Travery played at both schools. Ah, perfect. Perfect way to, uh, to put Tra- a ball on it. Is Travery the perfect player?
1: Yes, he is.
0: Okay. Um, rookies who flashed. I met, You mentioned Quay Walker already. I threw him here. Uh, Troy Anderson. Looked good in limited snaps against the Bears. He had a, a big third down run stuff of Justin Fields. Uh, Arnold Ebichetti, Ab- um, he took advantage of Riley Reef a couple times, uh, rushing the passer. Jaquan Brisker, similar to Jack Samuel, yeah. just always around the football. Yeah. Really fun. Uh, I talked about George Pickens, who, other than the drop, had a really nice day. And Alonte Taylor had another good game. He, he, uh, he had a nice PBU where he punched the ball out of, I think it was Alan Robinson's
1: hands on the third down. And gave up three catch, 41 yards on six targets. So my, my first guy here is going to be a guy who I forgot wasn't a day three rookie. Because uh, he probably should have been. But he's out there playing ball. Cordell Flott for for the, for the New York Giants. Uh, had three tackles a PBU and a forced fumble. Really, really nice play and a force forced a fumble. The, the Giants didn't get on top of it, but he still made the play. Um, almost had an interception, uh, dropped it, but it was still like a good play on the ball, PBU, uh, but played, played a good game all around. It was only on 22 snaps, which is uh 33%, but no, I thought he, he looked pretty good and it was a fairly flashy performance. Um, a couple other guys, um, Kyle Hamilton was having a really strong game with, before he limped off with, uh, which looked like a hamstring issue. So that really sucked. He's kind of playing like like as a big nickel, more like overhang type of dude and I think that's kind of been a good home for him. Um, hopefully, hopefully he comes back. Um, one play but Chig, Chig Oconquo keeps making one play a game and it's awesome. Uh, had that 31-yard catch, tracking it over shoulder. You know, ran it down, diving, brought it in. It was great. Um, love that. Uh, I thought I thought the combo of Dylan Parham and, and Thayer Munford Uh, They finally got 100% snaps on the field, Munford specifically. They played well, I thought, for the Raiders. Um, And last one, Brian Robinson just doing his damn job. 15 carries for 57 yards for the Commanders, Uh, just running hard. I think the highlight was a third down conversion where, like, he got hit in the backfield, like, behind the line and just spun out of it and, like, plowed for it. It was, like, on a third and three, I think, just plowed for it for first down. Like, yeah, that's Brian Robinson, baby. And I just wanted to shout him out there um for i don't know where rook
0: it wouldn't have been out of nowhere if it was like six weeks ago but i thought sky was sunday football <laughs> mine too yeah good where'd he come from he <laughs> uh he he just kind of got forced into the game uh no no Kadarius tony no mccall hardman and uh produced five catches 63 yards four first downs he looked just good operating in the slot um I, I don't want them sticking him back there punt return. or no, They keep doing no. it, and it's weird, and yeah. it's not like, just let him be a slot
1: receiver who's a chain mover, and, and look what you get. Yeah, it, this, it feels like if this was week one that this happened, like, you know, the whole world would be like, oh, Sky Moore is a stud, and it just, yep. it took a long time, and going forward, I don't know exactly what his role is going to be, but I want to keep seeing him getting this looks. I agree with you, he's the return thing is, is not working, and I think that's what's going to hurt him you know, in, in the eyes of Andrew Reid and company. But keep giving him these chances, because he looked damn good, and the chemistry looked really good with, with Mahomes. And there's been very, very slight glimpses before this week, but uh, yeah, Moore looked great. Also opposite, it's super out of nowhere, our guy Stone Smart, one catch, six, six yards. Who's Stone Smart? I just know he's our guy. Wait, what? who is that? Stone Smart. Who's he play for? <laughs> the Chargers. Stone Smart, baby. I, I I don't even remember this man catching a pass. I, maybe I, This could have been a fever dream of mine, but I'm pretty sure a guy named Stone Smart, and he's a, he's a dude. <laughs> the the broadcast okay. is like talking a lot about him, how they like, they fucking loved him. I think he played like quarterback and wide receiver at Old Dominion. He's an older rookie. Uh, now he's a tight end. Just just to say, um, <laughs> yeah, he's. The, I don't know. They just activated him, and they're hyping him up on the broadcast and. He ended up getting a cash. Oh, I loved it. Stone smart. Okay, finally, start the rook. I went with Rams running back Kyron that's, Williams. That's what I put too. <laughs> Who I had yeah. last week. Just give him, like, again, he had a good game. Sorry, I know you watched
0: Native. it. did. Go ahead. Uh, so, he played 27% of the snaps against the Cardinals in Week 10. Uh, had 39 yards. Played 55% against the Saints in Week 11. Uh, had uh, 44 yards. Hey, mean. Uh, like, their whole running back situation's been weird all nice. year. They cut Terrell Henderson. Yep. Uh, Cam Akers looks solid, but Kyron Williams runs so damn hard. He had the best run of the game. It was just like an inside uh, zone run, broke a couple tackles. Um, I just want him to, like, just give him more. Who cares? I mean, they're starting it's, Bryce Perkins at quarterback yeah. against the Chiefs
1: in Week 12. Let's start Kyron Williams. Ky- Kyron and Bryce is, like, a super, super fun backfield. But totally, I mean, like... You know he's the best pass protector, uh, anyone. You know, uh, maybe better than a couple of their offensive linemen. Right? He's he can catch the ball. He's never going to drop a pass. Um, I, I bet you, You're for selling him. Hold on, Carver Williams. Is, I'm <laughs> the, the Rams offensive line is bad, um, and he looks like he's running the hardest of the group right now. Definitely, let's let's get him. Let's get him in more.
0: And it gives us more reason to watch this weird Rams Definitely.
1: team. I don't like watching this team, Rob. I mean, I, I, I like watching them becomes. Lose. But I think it becomes so much more watchable with Bryce Perkins. Oh, definitely. I love Bryce yeah, Perkins. Bryce Perkins is fun. I'm cheering. I hate the Rams. But I'm cheering for Bryce Perkins and Kyron this week.
0: Yeah, agreed, agreed. All right, here's uh, here's to uh, enjoying turkey dinner while watching uh, the Young Lions take down the Bills as you predicted.